If you have the desire to write, draw, paint, perform, speak or act, right now it might feel like a hobby or something that you used to do, but I want you to uncover that creative gift and bring it back to life. This is about honouring your creativity, making space for it in your life and overcoming resistance to creating. If you're ready to unlock your own creativity to find ultimate soul restoration and life transformation, you're in the right place. I'm your girl. Grab your pen or your paints. Let's go. Are you a creative entrepreneur who's feeling stretched in all directions? Is work-life balance even a thing? Listen in. My special guest today shares how to create an ideal schedule and look at work-life balance in a whole new light. Before we get into today's show, I am so excited to bring you The Writer Unlocked, the course that will have you writing a first draft instead of wishing for one. In The Writer Unlocked, you will figure out what you really want, create a time management plan, start writing, and complete your first draft. I keep talking about this course because I know that your message is your impact, and it's about time that you share it with the world. This course is for you if you're finally done wondering how to fit writing in, want an action plan to get your first draft done while putting your inner critic on mute and pursuing your creative purpose to write. Now, you need to act fast because for a limited time, you can get yourself founding member access to the Writer Unlocked course for a special price, plus get all the early bird bonuses. If you're finally ready to pursue your dream to write, sign up at bit.ly slash writer unlocked now. And if you have any questions about the course, just drop me a line at hello at the unlockedcreative.com. Amanda Warfield is a simplicity focused time management and business strategist and the host of Chasing Simple, a podcast to help creative entrepreneurs uncomplicate their life and business. Let's go. Amanda Warfield, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. This is such an honor. So I found you through your podcast, Chasing Simple. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a simplicity-focused time management and business strategist for female solopreneurs. And my whole mission really is to just help other women who are running these amazing businesses and trying to find all of the freedoms and the flexibility that come with that. My mission is to help them simplify what they've got on their plate so that they can take back their time and find work-life balance. Oh, and that is so needed right now. How did you get onto the path of doing what you do? How did you get to the point of deciding to trade in those classroom lesson plans? Yeah. So honestly, I grew up always thinking that I was going to be a preschool teacher. That's what I wanted to do. And while I was teaching, I loved every minute of it. I really did. But outside of work, I was struggling. So my husband was in the the Navy uh, for the United States and we were living all the way across the country from our home. So we were both, we both grew up in South Carolina and we were living out in Washington state, which is like two coastal states, right? As far away as you can get as possible. And as soon as we moved there, he got deployed for the very first time. And I 
struggled so much during this time because I was trying to do entirely too much. I actually had six different jobs and I was also volunteering at two different places. And my whole goal while he was deployed was to stay busy so that time would pass quickly because we had just moved there. I didn't have friends yet. I didn't, it was just, it was a mess and I was lonely because I put so much on my plate. I was in a constant state of anxiety Prior to moving out there, I had been on medication for generalized anxiety. And before we moved, I decided I didn't like the way being medicated felt personally. And so I took myself off the medication. I was at the point during the deployment where I was considering getting back on medication because my anxiety was so crippling and so overwhelming. I wasn't sleeping and Mm. I was just constantly go, go, go. And then I discovered the whole concept of minimalism and living minimally. And I started off minimalizing what we owned, which ended up creating space and leading to minimalizing my schedule. And once I discovered that and how much freedom that gave us, not only just with all the stuff we owned, but mentally and within our daily lives, having that white space each day. I felt so called to share that with other women. And so I started off teaching about capsule wardrobes and how to create that space with that very first step, like with how I started. And it just kind of evolved from there where instead of talking about things, I started sharing about how I managed my time in a really simplified way. And then that led to how I managed my business in a really simplified way. And so it's just been this natural progression of one step to another. The same as when I did this in my life where first I started with things and then I moved on to my schedule and so on and so forth. You know, thinking here of women who might be into writing their first draft or, you know, creating content for their business, what do we do with our rolling to-do list? So this was a concept that my friend from high school once mentioned in passing, oh, I have a rolling to-do list and my kind of type A personality was sort of like twitching at the idea of a continual to-do list with no ticking off of the actions. But how do we get to the end of a day and say, yeah, I've really moved the needle on that. I've actually accomplished something. Yeah. So for me and what I teach all of my clients is actually, I guess, the opposite of a rolling to-do list. Instead of just moving things from day to day, I only put three things on my to-do list at any given time. And that way I have time to get done what needs to get done because you can manage three things in a day. And even if you don't, that's not the norm. But the whole idea of a rolling to-do list, right, is so that you don't lose out on those tasks, those things that you need to get done. If you don't write them down, you'll forget about them. So what I do is I use Trello, which is a project management system similar to Asana or Today or ClickUp. And I keep everything in there that I need to get to at some point that I need to do one day. But then I create my actual daily to-do list in my planner so that I'm only putting things on my plate that I can actually get to in a day in my actual planner But none of those other tasks that need to get done get lost because Trello's keeping them safe for me. That sounds like a beautiful methodology there that you've got, you know, because creative entrepreneurs are juggling so much and the idea that you might miss something is is a bit scary, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a huge fear that so many of us have, rightfully so, because there's so many things that are on our plate as solopreneurs. 
Yeah. So, you know, often it's their business, parenting, maybe some of us have another day job. And then there's also trying to just generally be healthy and super into life. So how do we go about keeping our energy levels up? Do you have any advice on how we do that? Yeah. So when I'm working with clients and we're creating their ideal schedules, one of the things we look at is energy levels, because if you're not working with your energy, you're just chugging up a hill, right? So first I like to look at, okay, what part of the day are you the most energetic and the most productive? For some of us, that's the morning. For some of us, that's the evening. For some of us, that's late at night. And I know there's all kinds of people that say, oh, you're everyone's most productive in the morning and you need to just figure out your sleep schedule so you can get up early. Well, I don't think that's realistic for a lot of people. So when are you realistically the most energetic and the most productive? Look at that and then plan your hardest tasks or those even if they're not the hardest, the most mentally consuming tasks for that time. And then the other thing you want to look at is what parts of the week do you feel most productive? I know that for me personally, Mondays, I'm I'm roaring and I'm ready to go. I love Mondays, which is so weird. But by Friday, I'm useless. So my Mondays, I work with clients, I'm making plans, I'm doing marketing and networking, really all the tasks that are super mentally consuming. And then on Fridays, I'm learning from others. I am chill, low-key. You won't see me on social media showing up on stories that much. I am just kind of taking a step back and learning from others. I plan out the next week. I check in on finances. All the things that don't take a lot of my mental energy happen on Fridays. So I know that my energy wanes as I go throughout the week, but maybe you're the opposite. Maybe the middle of the week is your highest point. Maybe the end of the week is your highest point. Whatever that is, you want to plan your week accordingly. Uh, I love that so much because I've not heard that before. What part of the week do you feel most productive? Brilliant. If a woman comes to you and says, oh, Amanda, I want to be more productive, but I feel like I'm already pretty organized and they don't know what to do next. What would your advice be to them? Can I be honest? I Mm. am really over the word productive and really over this search for productivity. Because when you look at what the simple definition of productivity is, it's just the rate of production. And originally it was meant to talk about agriculture and economic things. It wasn't meant to talk about how many things we can get done in a day. And if you Google productivity, you get 498 million results in less than one second. Like we're all so obsessed with this idea of, I got to get more done. I've got to squeeze more things into the day. I've got to do, 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 do. But realistically, what we all need is to take a step back and only put the things on our plate that really have to happen and spend the rest of the time being present. So yes, Search for ways that you can be efficient and you can do the tasks that have to get done because let's face it, life is a revolution of these tasks that never end like laundry and dishes and so on and so forth. Figure out how you can be efficient getting these things done, but don't worry so much about productivity and doing all the things and checking all the things off of a to-do list. Great advice because I, I feel 
something that can be pretty hard sometimes to put into words as a, you know, as a woman, as a mom, a creative person, a business owner, all the things, <laughs> is this invisible pressure to be productive all the time, all the time, even when we need rest. What are your suggestions for fitting the rest into our lives? Yeah, absolutely. First, the pressure and the the mental feeling of being pulled in a million different directions is one of the most common things that I hear from all of my clients that, oh my gosh, I need to do all of these things, but I'm doing this one thing and then I feel guilty because I'm not doing this other thing at the same time, which like we can't do more than one thing at a time. So what we really need to be focused on is how do we find contentment in what we have time to do and how do we find balance within our lives? And the, f- the best thing you can do is create an ideal schedule that puts all of these pieces into place so that you have an idea of what's realistic because we can't spend 40 hours working and 40 hours cleaning the house and 40 hours with our loved ones. It's not possible. So really looking at how many hours are in a day, what are my priorities and the things that I want in my life and how can I fit them in and literally drawing that out can be so helpful for understanding what you actually have time for and then learning to be content within those boundaries. You said balance in our lives. Is balance possible, do you think? What's your view on that? 100% it is possible. Here's the problem that happens when we think of balance is that we're typically envisioning these scales, like Lady Liberty scales. That's what we think balance is so often. But the goal of scales is to make everything equal so that it balances, which if that's how you're looking at balance, then no, it's not possible. Because again, like I just said, you don't have enough hours in a day to spend an equal amount of time on everything that's important to you. But when you think of balance as a garden instead, and within that garden, you've got all of these different varieties of flora and fauna. You've got trees, you've got bushes, you've got orchids, you've got succulents, all these different things. All of those different elements need a different amount of care in order to be well tended. And the goal of balance should be tending the things that matter well, not making it all equal. The amount of tension that you give something and trying to make it equal, it really doesn't solve anything. You can give the same amount of attention to an orchid and a succulent and one of them's going to die because you've overwatered it. Or maybe one of them's going to die because you've underwatered it. Everything needs different amounts of attention and different amounts of care. So if you look at balance as a garden that you're trying to tend really well, yes, it's absolutely possible. I love that analogy so much. There are so many plants that I've killed in my my life. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, now maybe is the time to think about which plants are the ones I'm going to be paying attention to. So Mm -hmm. I love it. Thank you for that. You know, a lot of writers, painters, I know there's some makeup artists out there who listen to this show too. So what would your top tips be for people who want to turn their passion into a business? If you could go back and tell yourself the one thing that you need to know about starting a business and the passion for it, what would you say? Oh my goodness. There's so many things I wish I could say to myself if I could go back in time. I think first and foremost, what I would love to remind myself and tell myself, and honestly, I have to remind myself of this weekly at least, is that starting a business and running a business, everything is a long game. 
And what I mean by that is that nothing happens overnight. All of these people that we look up to and we say, oh my gosh, she or he was an overnight success. Well, that's not really true. Our perceptions of what they've done and how they got to be there may make us believe that, but it's never true. It's never an overnight thing. You just don't see all of the back end work that they put in for years and years and years to become that overnight success. And so I wish I could go back and tell myself that first and foremost, be patient. It's all going to work out. You've just got to keep working for a long time without the payoff necessarily, but the payoff will come and it'll be so worth it. For you, Amanda, what is your favorite creative outlet and how do you find time for doing it? So my number one favorite creative outlet is playing The Sims, which for those that don't know what that is, it's a computer game, super nerdy, um, but it's a life simulator and within it, you can build houses and decorate and tell stories and all this stuff. So that for me is my absolute favorite creative outlet. And I know that we've talked about this previously where it just took me so long to recognize and accept it as a creative outlet. But now that I have, it's amazing just how different it feels and how good it feels to play and to give myself that permission. I also really love, I try to take daily walks, especially when the weather is nice. That always is a great space maker for me mentally as far as getting new ideas. I have to use, I mentioned Trello earlier, and the reason I love Trello so much is because the user interface is amazing, both on the desktop, but also on my app. So a lot of times when I'm out walking, I'm constantly typing things into the app because I have all this space to create new things and think of new things. Um, but yeah, as far as making time, it's again, just going back to that intentionally tending the different parts of my garden and understanding that I am a priority and that I need to set aside time to be a priority and to do those things that really fill me up. 100%. I'm going to get to how we find you, but before we do, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you'd like to mention? I think that my biggest piece of advice whether you're trying to create a new schedule, you're trying to find balance, you're trying to learn how to be efficient instead of productive, is to keep it simple. Simplify all that you're doing so that you can be efficient, so that you can have that extra space. For example, if you're trying to create a morning routine that works for you, if you overcomplicate it from the beginning, not only are you not going to stick to it, but when it becomes too complicated, it's going to be really hard to figure out what it is that doesn't work because you've overcomplicated it from the beginning. And that's just one example. But no matter what you're doing in business, keep it simple, simplify it, and keep it bare-boned until you're ready to take the next step. So much beautiful, practical, amazing, and life-changing advice here from you. How do we find you? I would love for y'all to come over onto Instagram. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Send me a DM and let me know that you found me here. And I'm happy to answer any follow-up questions you have. I'd love to chat and get to know you. Amanda, thank you so much for joining us and coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. This was a really great conversation. And that was Amanda Warfield, host of the Chasing Simple podcast. I think my favorite part of today's episode was tending to the plants or flowers in our life garden. Loved it. How about you? What was your favorite part? Let me know what your favorite part was. Join the Unlocked Creative community on Facebook. It's free and we meet weekly to spend 15 minutes creating. Whether you have a work in progress 
or if you just want to explore an idea that you had while commuting or, you know, in the shower, where all great ideas come from. We always get the best ideas at the strangest times. Okay, look forward to seeing you in the Unlocked Creative Community. If you got value out of today's show, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, even if you're an Android user. It helps me to help others unlock their creativity. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time, take care.